Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Impressions. It is February 28th. We're talking about some games. I'm joined by Austin Taylor. That you are. And uh you know we we uh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start it off running. We 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 played that Outriders demo. <laughs> that that game was rough to say the least. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. Um, like on a technical level as well as just trying to deal with the tone, it was it was a pretty rough time. Yeah, there there was a really good take on Twitter that was just like, yeah, this this uh this feels like a 2012 video game, and I was like, that hits the nail on the head. <laughs> maybe not a 2012 mm. game, but like, like like an early PS4 game, maybe. At the earliest, that's like 2014. We definitely didn't have the infrastructure to do something like this in 2012. Yeah, but it it feels like a game out of time, like almost like it. The shooting's all right. The powers, I don't think the powers look that good. You just kind of use them, and there's not like a lot of stuff coming off of it. Uh, we yeah, didn't, we well, didn't I mean, play. We played for like an hour or two before it crashed my PS4 repeatedly. Yeah, so like Outriders, you know, the, the sort of gist of it is you're a colonial expedition going to some planet named Enoch, blah, blah, blah. It's bad colonialism stuff. Um, you get hit with a storm, you get superpowers, and you get to choose one of four wacky little classes um, because now you're an altered, and you can choose to be a technomancer, which is a gadget fella. You can be a pyromancer, which is a fire fella. You can be a trickster, which is a ghost blade wielding fella. And you can be a devastator, which is a ground pounding rock fella. Yep, they had rocks. I chose the rock person, and my super was to give myself armor yeah. to make myself so take more hits. I was like, all right, thanks. Yeah, so like you get three abilities that you unlock like during the first three level-ups of that game. And like from what I played, because I played as the Trickster, Pyromancer, and Technomancer, the Trickster is the only one of those classes that I can say like I got from the get-go. Yeah, and to say this is like a people can fly game, which is they made yeah, they did the bullet, storm bullet storm and what gears judgment I think judgment yeah yeah the beard beard the beard gears of war spinoff made a beard spinoff yeah so like I mean the shooting is is okay like the thing about it is it wants you to play like Outriders wants you to play this very aggressive. It's very aggressive style where you are running around the map and gunning at everyone. And the problem is, is it keeps spawning enemies all over the arenas you fight in. So you're always going to be getting hit. So the only like class I played as where I can really say I felt like that style of play was efficient and viable was the trickster class. Because, you know, the thing about these classes is you gain health back. You have a health bar. And as you, you know, take damage, it goes down. So like every class earns health back through various acts in play. Like the Technomancer earns like a point of health back for every point, like every hit they do, right? Whereas the Trickster earns health back by killing enemies in close range. And all of their abilities are about getting in close with people and doing an insane amount of damage. Yeah, and I don't know. It's fine-ish. I, I okay, so I got a Series S. We'll talk about that in a bit, but like Yeah. 
that game does not look good on a Series S. I I was hopping around like GTA 5. Like I'm pretty sure that's just the Series X ver or the One X version of GTA 5 that's just like running on my Series S. But that game looks way better than this does. I mean, I, this game comes out in a month, is what we were saying, like, right? Like April. It comes out April first. Like the thing. Is that an about, April like, Fool's GTA, joke? GTA is still a technical feat that exists because a studio has resources that no one else does. So, like, I don't, like, I understand, like, GTA V came out in 2013 and was updated for, like, Xbox One and PS4 in, like, 2015, I want to say. But, like, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison. Well, I mean, it was, towards it was five years ago. I mean, it yeah, still but looks again, better. no one has those resources. No, but development changes. I don't, we don't have to get into the weeds yeah. in this one, but I, I played a bunch of other games and I don't think this I mean, game is particularly pretty. No. Like, if that's like Outriders looks good, it's a very drab and like very like ugly game in a lot of ways. But that's the aesthetic they want to do. Yeah. I just like the environments don't look good either. Neither do no. the abilities, but like, I don't know. I thought like, I don't think this is a something I would play for seventy dollars. But if you, there is like a similarity between Gears of War and the combat because it's you know the same team who did Judgment. That this is close enough to like Gears of War, and it's a little bit like I, I got some Division third person shooting vibes off of this too, just because like it's just reminding me of the cover system, but. There is something here for people. If you have a PS5 yeah. and you have nothing else to play, maybe they'll pick this up. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, I mean, when this game comes out, I'm curious to see how long this game is. Because if this this is an RP, this is like has RPG elements and it's a shooter, and it seems like it has like a kind of big enough open world. If this game is really big and like a 60 hour game, it might be worth it. But if this is like a 20 hour experience i don't i don't know i mean like the time to value equation is is it is a tricky thing like the end of the demo uh once you get to like that quest where you go to your your friend who is going to take you to a different location advertises at least 35 hours of play uh within its main narrative yeah. and like the thing to note here is that I mean, at least within the demo, I'm not sure if the structure is going to stay within like the main game, but like quests are very easily replayable. It yeah. is kind of what they want you to do. Like every within the demo, every side quest that you're going to run into is like still replayable, and you can just walk over there on the map. Um, and I will say that the matchmaking was pretty easy. Or not, not the matchmaking, but when you or I went to an area to start a mission, it would just be like, it would pull up a screen that was like, hey, do you want this other person? This other person can join right now, vote to join right now. And they would just instantly travel to where you are and start the mission. Yeah, like it lets you vote to just immediately uh, skip into an area, which is good because a lot of this game is skipping into different areas. Like you 
you know, we say like open world, it's not really, right? Like the biggest air area in that game is the, the front line or the trenches, right? Because this game kind of wants to evoke like some sci-fi World War One looks going on here. And the trenches are like battle arenas that are connected by essentially hallways, um, like along these like trenches. So it's it's this larger area, but I wouldn't say like open world. Of course, we don't know how this game like grows after the uh, first chapter. But within this demo, it's not like big. Yeah, and for comparison, like a game that is like trying to ape the same like looter shooter stuff is like the division one and division two are both about division one's 22 hours division two's 26 hours i'm hoping this comes in at around that or a little bit more but yeah i'm curious what their how their reviews are going to be if this ends up being flushed out more because the initial taste of this is just like Mm, I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars for this. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like the initial taste of this game is like there is specifically a method of a method and mode of play I really like within the trickster. Um, actually, like walking away from it, I will say like you know the trickster's cool. Not anything else I've done, but it is wrapped up in this really rough technical performance that is again wrapped in this really bad uninteresting uh colonial like colonial story yeah yeah i'm i like the guns at least i like run up to dudes and shoot them with a shotgun you know that's that's the litmus test does the shotgun feel good yeah it was pretty good it's pretty good yeah but the pump <laughs> shotguns can feel good yeah they have some automatics that are a bit wild um yeah and it's just i i could only really make the shotguns work as again as the trickster or just a very oh like unconscious technomancer and that wound up getting me killed a lot yeah i was playing as the rock dude i could be a little more aggressive because he, yeah. he's based on like having your defense being really high yeah your build is the tank yeah as a devastator all right so i got a series s austin and it is it is a small little box we we were when we were playing stuff yesterday i i, I used the wii as a as a Size measurement yeah, yeah as a way to measure it it is like a little bit thicker than the Wii. It's a little taller and a little wider, but it's about the same size which is kind of wild or two game cubes with the tops cut off <laughs> Um, the games look good, Austin. I'll tell you, the games look good. Um, you know, my biggest thing I've been thinking about the last couple days is that I realized I don't have a lot of games for, uh, for the Xbox, Austin. And I was like, maybe I should sell this and just go get a PS5 instead. I, th I might've made the wrong choice, Austin. Maybe I should've gotten the PS5 first. I mean, if you could find one yeah if i could find one. that's that's how the i got this is was like i was just on twitter and amazon had one i was like two, a minute after like wario 64 or like cheap ass gamer on twitter posted being like hey it's in stock but um a after looking at that like state of play just being like oh i want uh what were those what were those two games I can't remember. I mean, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> There's the one by the Absolver team. 
Uh, Sifu. Sifu, and then what was the other one? Returnal. It's like, yeah, those are two yeah. games I want to play really badly, along with like Astrobot and Ratchet and Clank, Spider Man, replaying the um, Final Fantasy VII with that DLC, and then this uh, Solar Ash on Xbox. It's like, oh, Halo Infinite will come out. Um, that's like the only thing I can think of coming out for Xbox on like their first party stuff. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, it plays I mean, 360 games really good, Austin. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean that's that's the idea, right? Like this is the attempt. Like I I don't think it can hit like the entire 360 library, but this is kind of the attempt to make a platform for all of Xbox. Is what these consoles have been billed as, <clears throat> and it's doing pretty well so far. Um. So for February, the Games with Gold game was Lost Planet 2. And I played yeah. a shitload of Lost Planet 2. This was just on the 1S. But I played a little bit on the Series S too. That that game is from... I think it was 2011. I think it was 2010. That game was doing this... Yeah, 2010. That game was doing the weird co-op stuff... That if I think it had come out like four years after in 2014, it'd be this game would be like a Destiny like because it has the it has the um, it has the co-op. It has a bunch of different builds that you're making. You don't have like ultimates or anything, but as you're playing the game, you are unlocking abilities to change the way that your pilot basically works. So that you have like, like I had abilities that would make when I'm getting in a vitality suit or a VS, which is the mechs in this game, that I'm using less T energy, which is kind of like this heat system that Lost Planet uses that you can use it to bring your health back and it's like for the cold and stuff. When you're in icy areas, your suit is using T energy to help you live and you're fighting all these insects and stuff in Lost Planet, but um... Some other abilities I have is like you have a start you'll it'll let you pick a different starter grenade because there's like five different types of grenades you can pick up in the levels where it's like a plasma grenade that will shock enemies and stun them. There's like an electricity grenade that'll stun the uh, the VS suits. There's regular grenades and then there's like a disc grenade that you throw. And then there's like a there's like a sticky grenade that'll stick to enemies, which is really good for bosses. When you're hitting the weak points, you'll just chuck them at it. And then there's like every weapon slot. So there's like a shotgun weapon slot, a machine gun, a sniper rifle, and a rocket. And as you're playing the game, you're getting these like it looks like a loot box basically that the bosses will drop. Yeah. So you get a bunch of those. Whenever you do something, like when I killed a boss, it would spawn 20 of them and you'd have to go run and catch them all. And you'd have a slot machine and you would pull out like an assault rifle 2, which is a closer range, but the fire rate is faster. Or you get a revolver for the shotgun slot that instead of using a shotgun, you could use a revolver. Or it would have like an RPG that would like fire faster with a bigger explosive. And a bunch of different stuff. So every slot has about five different weapons in it. So like when I played this game originally, I played it for about like six months trying to get every 
weapon in the slot and run that slot machine until you get everything in the game pretty much. Cause I was just replaying the campaign stuff over and over again, which is basically what like the destiny loop ended up being for me on like PS4 where I yeah. hope, I hope Capcom is making so much money right now with like resident evil and devil may cry and monster hunter that I hope this is something that they come back with like some kind of co-op thing. I mean, they're trying to do that within Resident Evil, kind of. Um, oh yeah, those um, those multiplayer modes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're ever gonna like make another Lost Planet. I hope so. Three was made by a different studio that wasn't like a Japanese Capcom studio. But yeah, the, so the only downside to like two's multiplayer is that is you'll create a lobby. And all the missions are, like, sectioned off. You have, like, 1-1 and 1-2 and 1-3 are the different missions. You'll start the mission. You'll start you in a lobby. And players will join the lobby, and then you can start the mission. But nobody can join your game while you're in it. They can join your lobby and wait till you complete a section. Yeah, so there's no drop-in, drop-out. No, there's no drop-in, drop-out. But, like... 1-2, for example, has, like, three sections in it. And when you beat a section, other players can join after, like, a loading screen. And it'll show you, like, you everyone has points and stuff. I don't know. There's something about, like, the movement in this game and, like, the mechs and fighting these bots. Because there are big bosses. I fought this giant... They call him Cat G. Acreds, which is a really cool name. And it's... It was this giant slug... With all these legs, it was like the size of like a three-story building, and you're shooting its legs, and then its mouth will open up, and you can get inside and shoot its insides, and it'll poop you out. And then the other one I face is you're on this train, and you have this um, giant sandworm following you, and the four people have to coordinate by one person will be shooting this giant gun on the train. One person can help move the gun to the right or the left to help them shoot the slug. And then everyone else is picking up these like giant ammo canisters for the gun to shoot it. So there's a bunch of different like types of bosses you're fighting in this game too. I, I just I have such good memories of this game and that like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go beat this game. <laughs> like I'm I think I'm halfway through right now. And it's since it was free on games with gold. There's just been a bunch of people I've been playing. A bunch of random people have been playing it. Like, the servers used to not have people playing. Now there's a bunch of people playing it, which is really, like, exciting for something that I... Ri- for a game that I have, like, very fond, nostalgic memories of. But yeah, that's that's my Lost Planet 2 moment. There we go. Oh, yeah, and I, and I beat Dead Rising on a whim because I had, like, three hours left of that game. That game's ending sucks. You're, like, shooting a tank, and then you're fist-fighting a macho dude, like a military dude on top of the tank, and he murders you very fast, and I had to cheese him. It's kind of like the Metal Gear Solid 4 ending, where you're just fist-fighting um, Revolver like Ocelot. Ocelot. Yeah, but it's worse. It's much worse. I, sure. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know how it can be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was always, like, playing Dead Rising back when I played, like, 2, 
Um, I ha I would always get to a point with Dead Rising where I would hit a difficulty spike, and then I would just do the thing where you start the game over with all your attributes, just so I can level up because yeah. I feel like doing most of what you could do in Dead Rising games. Yeah, there's a there's some spikes. I I hit one of those spikes in two. One has this really easy cheese where there's a clown who's crazy. And he's one of the yep. psychopaths you fight. And when you kill him, you get a mini buzzsaw, like chainsaw. And those, it's just the strongest weapon in that game. And you can get three books that'll... Each one of the books will make the weapon last a little longer. And all three of them stack, and they just last forever. It's funny. But yeah, it plays 360 games real good. Uh, Destiny looks pretty cool on it. I played some Control just to mess with it. It runs nice, as it turns out. Um... That Series S version of Control comes out in like a week. So I guess I'm going to wait to dig more into Control till that comes out. And I loaded up Cyberpunk and it actually looks like a video game and not like a messy, blurry 360 game that when it people, I launched it on the 1S originally. Yeah. Yeah, there's texture on people's skin. Yeah, it was really wild. It's, it's like I took, a, I took off some glasses and it was like, oh. I guess it'd be the other way. I guess I put on some glasses when I played the Series S version, and now I can actually see the world for what it is. Yeah, you had your like, you know, your Toby McGuire like Spidey moment where he wakes up buff, you know, and you're looking through the glasses, everything's blurry, but then you take them off, and now you can see. Now I can see. All right, you play some Baldur's Gate three. Do you wanna do you wanna tell me what's what's new in Baldur's Gate three? What's going on? Yeah, so they just released uh, the fourth big patch for Baldur's Gate three. Uh, the folks over at Larian. Um, and that introduces a load of quality of life improvements, like basically loading, a lot, giving you the ability to load uh, the dice rolls in your favor uh, when those come up in the game, like during conversation where it's like you want to make a check and then like a good sort of dice interface shows up and you have to do a little roll. Uh, it also adds the Druid class into the game. And so within D&D, the Druid class is... I don't want to say, like, the Druid class is probably the most new player-friendly wizard, like, magic-using class, because as you, like, the attributes it wants you to start out with are very easy to understand. Uh, you also um, almost immediately get a ability to just transform into a very large animal, which gives you, like, a sort of extra amount of health and higher damage output. Like, for instance, I'm now level 2 on the druid I just made in Baldur's Gate 3, and now I can transform into a very big badger, which allows me to do a lot of, like, claw damage and dig underground. And also, I'm a very big badger, which is great. I hope you get to be a very big bear later. Whenever I think of druids, it's always like, oh, I want to be a bear. I, I can. Yeah, so... Like what they introduced with the druid, along with the druid, is two of the D and D subclasses being the Circle of the Land and Circle of the Moon. Uh, Circle of the Land kind of emphasizes on like your own support spellcasting as your like base hum humanoid druid form, whereas Circle of the Moon gives you your stronger uh, wild shapes. Uh, so now I can turn into a bear as like a Circle of the Moon druid and can punch people and murder them. Yeah, so I can just walk into combat as a like as a spellcaster, which is not something that you could do 
easily with the other two spellcasting classes that exist within uh, the early access build of this game. And I can turn into a bear, run up to enemies, hit them, be maybe killed, like hit as a bear a few times, but that doesn't kill you, it just hits you back into your base form. And even around people, the druid has a lot of abilities that give them like an advantage over other spellcasting classes in close range combat. Uh, so like they can easily improve their ability to hit with a staff using like the Shillelagh spell, which is not something that like wizards have access to. Yeah, and then that game always seems cool. Oh. Seems cool. Yeah, it's like with the quality of life improvements and the uh, general improvements to a lot of the game cinematics. Uh, it's just a lot easier to get through than the original build. Like, you know, they this was in an update a while ago, but now everyone jumps after you. Like, when you jump over a gap, your companions will follow you instead of you having to switch to your companions and have them jump over manually, uh, which is great. The loaded dice make, like, these conversation checks much smoother, uh, much easier to, like, get the full experience of, like the conversations that they want you to have, right? So, like, you can make... You can more easily, like, do things like bust down doors and, like, convince people to see your way of things and probably not just wind up in a lot of situations where you're failing because the checks that you need to make are at least 10, right? Uh, Or at least, like, at a 10 DC. And rolling a D20, that's a 50% chance of failure at least. Not to mention if you have any negative modifiers, like poor attribute. Uh, scores, which is pretty hard to not ha- kind of have if you want to have like really good scores at the start of the game, considering that Larian only lets you like manually move around like 27 attribute points out of the grand total that they give you. It's like you're making a nice DM, is what I the way I think about it in my head. Yeah, like they want to be a bit kinder that, and that's like that's good because you know the whole experience of these games specifically Baldur's Gate, is, like, you couldn't get a DM. Like, you couldn't get, like, a group together to do this. Um, So when it's just you by yourself playing one of these games, it is so much... It's so much better to be able to ensure that you're going to get good results uh, and the game's not just going to continually frustrate you. That's cool. Baldur's Gate... Three in early access continues to wow. I'm really glad they just like threw it out there in early access and they're just trying a bunch of different things and making yeah, it I will say this involve is, and stuff. It is better than like releasing the game and then a year later, here's the definitive edition. Yeah, facts, facts. And you played Project Triangle Strategy. Is that, did I say that right? That is yeah. indeed what it's called. From the Octopath the Traveler that... team. It was the demo that came out for that game from the Nintendo... What was that Direct. called? Direct? Yep. yep. Yeah, back how's it, earlier how's this it month. How's it going? Um, it is a wall of fantasy nonsense as soon as you enter that game. Like, it is a game where you play as a minor house in... A kingdom that I guess is being taken over by a bad kingdom. Oh no. And you have to 
protect the prince of the good kingdom who just got taken over. You're subdued. Also, like, you're betrothed to the youngest daughter of the bad kingdom, and she's actively helping you, like, fight her family. So, like, she's kind of dope. But from that demo, I kind of, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't get any of the fantasy nonsense that's going on here. But I do get its tactics and gameplay, which is some pretty sweet stuff. And it's some good stuff, yeah. Yeah. You sort of immediately start in this really perilous uh, like encounter on a bridge with overwhelming enemy forces. And the game like proceeds this encounter with like, hey, so for this demo, we're kind of going to be mean to you. <laughs> we're going to hurt you. And it's okay because it's just the demo. Uh, so, you know, you start this combat encounter, you have like six dudes, you have, you know, your soldiers, your mounted soldiers, uh, archers, rogues, and support wizards and such. Um, half of my people got absolutely destroyed. Damn. Because a, a big thing about this combat is it focuses on flanking maneuvers, right? So if you put your, like, units in a bad spot enemies will very happily flank you and do automatic crit damage to you which can take out someone who's not like a hardened like defending warrior in maybe two turns like there's a there's a rogue you get and she has some really great passive abilities that make her really useful in this kind of scenario for like doing backstab damage and such but you want her to get close to enemies but if you get her too close to a cluster they're just going to surround her completely and within a round she's already half dead if not fully dead it's wild seems like a lot i have never been good at the, those tactics team this is like a much closer to like a final fantasy tactics than like how octopath traveler is right yeah because i think i, I didn't play octopath traveler but octopath is more of like a jrpg right like a traditional turn-based jrpg correct yeah, so like using seven as my like final the original Final Fantasy Seven is my only frame of reference for this type of deal. You're not worried about positioning in a JRPG in the same way that you're worried about positioning in a tactics, right? Um, like there's no real chance of being flanked in Octopath or really even seven, unless it's like a random encounter surprises you, you know. Um, here you have like this arena that you can move around and you have your different elevations within that arena and you have to try to manipulate that and also your enemies are manipulating that by getting archers into high ground and getting defenders um, on the front line so that way you have to actually take out the defenders before you can get to their uh, dps fellas and i will say this game is fucking beautiful sure like, i love like in the fights like the um when like stuff is like popping off and you have mages casting stuff or you have archers that are shooting like these like fire arrows like i'm watching a trailer on the um yeah on youtube and i i'm i'm digging it i'm digging it i like how the camera will like move it's like forced perspective and zoom in on people when they do their attacks and then kind of come back out yeah like it looks it looks good in combat it's a little awkward when it's trying to be more cinematic i guess um like there's one cinematic encounter that happens and it just it looks like sprites like 
you know, walking into each other. Yeah. Which I guess is like the look you're going for because you want to yeah. be very reminiscent of that type of game that people miss so much despite never really reconciling with the frustrations that come with that type of game. Um, yeah, like the style is can be kind of grating, but like it's every like when every character talks, it's kind of uh, accompanied by these very like well drawn like character portraits. Yeah, and the, the art, those portraits are really, I have always enjoyed that kind of, like, art style for those, like, trying to think, like, a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff does that, too, for, like, I'm trying to think what it, anyway, whatever. Yeah, it looks cool. looks very cool. I'm into it. I might yeah, download it, this on Switch and give it a shot. I mean, yeah, it's, like, playing it's very pretty fun, I have to say, even with the, like, fantasy nonsense of it being particularly uninteresting and incomprehensible and that's not even getting into like the like the scales like choice system that exists in that game which i just got to before stopping and i have not had the time to sit with oh yeah where it's just like it changes other missions right like your decisions have certain outcomes that'll like yeah, like hearing Dude, hearing the folks like at like Waypoint talk about it, it sounds like the scales is a voting system where like all of your party members vote on what you want to do, right? So there's no like overriding, like you don't, you personally don't decide. You can just try to convince them to see your reasoning behind it. And you can successfully do that in the scenarios within the demo. But if you like, if you choose to not give up someone who that kingdom's coming for, they'll try to invade you, but you can use that to your advantage by setting traps. If you give them the person that kingdom's coming for, um, it's an entirely different like combat situation you find yourself in against an entirely different enemy. Is what it sounds like. I don't know how like how far reaching across like the game yeah. that is though. Because it's just this, you know, it's just this demo. This is a weird get, but uh, apparently Cyanide and Happiness are making a video game. Is this... Okay. I don't know, I was watching a demo. <laughs> it's just kind of... Maybe it's out already, I don't fucking know. Never mind. Anyway, what's up? That was it. Yeah. That was Project Triangle Strategy. We'll see okay. what they call it. As it approaches release. Yes. Maybe this freak apocalypse game by Sunlight and Happiness. It, it looks like the South Park um, game. That is the worst thing you could tell me. Yeah, it looks about like a anything. Trip, kind of. You're just walking around. You look like you're an animated dude. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, video games, you walk around and look like you're a dude. Yeah, that's how they work. Unless you oh. decide not to. That's true. Or you're a dudette. Alright, we will catch y'all next week. I'm at Travis23 going on Twitter. Or can I grab you? If you really need to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Beardless2TWL. Alright, and we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Right.